does have it all. All of our pre-owned vehicles are Hubler Q certified, which include a 128-point vehicle inspection, a free Carfax vehicle history report, and two warranties. A two-year, 100,000-mile powertrain warranty and a 30-day, 1,000-mile comprehensive warranty. Visit any of our 13 locations today or click drivehubler.com. This morning on the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. All right, welcome in. Very good morning here in Indianapolis. It's a Tuesday hanging out in the drivehubler.com studio. It is the Wake Up Call with KB and Andy. He's Kevin Bowen. I'm Andy Sweeney. Mark Dykton producing today's effort. Uh, fellas, a good morning. A couple NFL games last night. At some point this week, we'll have to move on to the Rams. If you maybe did a little scouting on the Rams last night as the Colts, we'll get ready for them. But most importantly, uh, out of everything, we have to test. Kevin Bowen's voice here at 7.01 in the morning. How is it? 20, what is it? 21 hours later, I guess. You know, Maddie Bowen this morning is... That's good. She is in the bathroom with me, and all of a sudden I'm talking to myself in the corner, and she is giving me this look like, what are you doing? And I'm like, trying to test out my voice, you know? I'm like, okay, how does it sound? What were you is saying? It, were you giving a Steichen take? Is, is it still grog? You know, I think Chris Ballard is an early favorite for executive of the... You know, I'm like sitting there in the corner like, okay, what am I Big saying enough. right now? I'm strong enough. Yeah. Gosh darn it, people like me. Wait, was there really 10 players on the field Saturday night? That's what I was uttering. Yeah, I got uh, something for Marcus Freeman today. In yeah. the corner. I We are making improvements. Positive strides, yeah. I feel like. Yeah. How does okay. it sound? No, listen, I thought you got better as, uh, as yesterday happened. And unfortunately, okay. you're still date, got the spray. I know you do. I see the spray. Unfortunately, give it a couple? yeah. Let's go ahead. Give it a couple. There we go. There you go. Maybe that stuff's working. We were worried about you because you walked in and Mark goes, "How was your speaking engagement with your voice?" And you're like, "Uh." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh boy." Yeah, Here Monday after an NFL oh. season, not a good time to try and rest no. the voice. There's no rest for the voice, uh, and there's no rest. I don't know uh, for the Colts as they get ready for the Rams. We'll talk about that. Uh, Adam Schefter and others. We talked a little bit yesterday about Jonathan Taylor. So there's definitely, uh, I think, some meat on the bone there, and. Then it's the balance. It's the balance of uh, Anthony Richardson. When will he be cleared? Now, today is a day off. So, you know, listen, I would imagine what? It's not going to be until Wednesday afternoon. Later in the afternoon, we may find something out about the concussion protocol and everything else with Anthony Richardson. But And let's go there, if you don't mind, Yeah, let's go right there. For just a second. You know, I almost... When, you know... We've asked Shane Sykin, you know, has is Anthony Richards still in concussion protocol? I want to be like, guys, uh, yes, he has to still be in concussion protocol. You've got to practice multiple days to clear concussion protocol. So I almost feel like when you've lobbed that question at Shane Steichen, it's kind of a worthless question. Granted, you could make the argument there's a lot of worthless questions to lob at Shane Steichen, but he's going to be in concussion protocol through. Thursday. I mean, Thursday would be the earliest he could fully clear from a no contact to then a contact practice uh, after that. So um, I would be surprised slash thinking there's no way he would meet the media on his normal Wednesday day. Uh, But to your point, tomorrow when they get back to practice, that's when we will get a little bit of new items, I would think, on Richardson. And then on the Jonathan Taylor front, I thought Shane Steichen... I don't know if it's Frodian slip by him, but the timetable that he briefly mentioned yesterday 
isn't the earliest timetable of a Jonathan Taylor return. Now we have the cut here. Do you want to? Do you want to hear it? Maybe we get to that in the eight o'clock hour, okay, or maybe sure. a little bit later. But that storyline obviously is about to get back on the front burner uh, with that. So uh, certainly something to get to uh, a little bit later. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I don't know about you, but I, I just and the timeline of Anthony Richardson. I, I know you're not. I want to be clear here. I know you're not going to hear anything today. And I know that Thursday is a key. And you'd agree with that. You just said it. I mean, Thursday is a key day here. Yeah, Wednesday, I, then I, then Thursday. Yeah, I don't want to feel nervous about Anthony Richardson. But I'm almost there. Is that fair? Nervous uh, in what well, way? Well, nervous in, I mean, let's get the guy cleared. I mean, when you start dealing with concussions and he's got he's to pass certain things. Like, I was just kind of thinking this would be... Very easy for him to be back. And I'm not saying it's not going to be that way, but that's the guy I want to see. Like yesterday, we had the conversation, KB, and we can have it today of, you know, this season is is an oddity for Colts fans. I, I think they're confused maybe on how to feel. They're elated about the win. They think you watch the Rams last night, score 16 points, not look special. You're thinking, okay, we can beat the Rams. And guess what? I agree. If I had to pick the game today on a Tuesday, guys, I would pick uh, the Colts to win the game, but this this season was forget about wins, just worry about the maturation of Anthony Richardson and everything else. Well, now he's not playing, he's not you know still not cleared, and again, all of that can change here in the next several hours. But he's he's not cleared, and now you are worried about wins, right? Yeah, You're not zero win three on the season. You're not. And, and I guess let me reiterate the Richardson thing. There is nothing Anthony Richardson. Could have done Saturday, Sunday, Monday, or even today to clear concussion protocol. He has to practice to clear concussion protocol. I feel like I'm sounding like Allen Iverson. Um, so there's nothing that he could have done in the last 72, 96 hours for him to all of a sudden have Shane Sykin in a press conference yesterday be like, oh, yeah, uh, Anthony's clear. He's good to go. I, I asked him, you know, is it the plan right now for him to practice Wednesday? You know, to me, that's a little bit more of a. Okay, this now is step four of the concussion protocol, um, and of course Shane wouldn't. Do we know what step he's in? That. Is that an unfair question to ask? Yeah, I, do we know where he's at? I, I my assumption is he has progressed through some of the steps. Um, you don't travel to a road game. You don't show up to practice in 85-degree heat right. with the sun he's beaming been, on he's you. He's been visible. But again, he can't get to the final steps without an actual practice participation. So I know there are some people that are like, oh my gosh, you know, he hasn't cleared. Or, you know, this is this is now lingering into week two. Um, again, he can't get any further until he actually practices. And the next time the Colts will do that is tomorrow. Uh, if you missed our interview with Juju Brents, we're going to play that coming up here in a, uh, probably about 7.30-ish. Uh, Tim Hasselbeck from ESPN going to join us at 9 o'clock and Bob Kravitz at 9.30. Yeah, the Rams, it, it's Matthew Stafford, Aaron Donald, and the Misfits, right? <laughs> you get Tutu Atwell and my man Puka. Is that Puka a shot Nakua. At Puka yeah, you got, Nakua you got there. Puka. What was his? Uh, I love I love Kyron Williams at Notre Dame, but it's amazing that the Rams. You know, I'm used to you know Cup and Ramsey and Beckham and obviously Donald and Stafford, um, Von Miller, of course, in that Super Bowl team. I mean, you look at their roster. It is literally Stafford, Donald, and obviously Cup's on IR right now and will not play Sunday. 
but it is a bunch of random, random dudes. It really is. What happened to Van Jefferson? Remember, he was something. He was a, what a third he, round he pick. He had a nice they catch last night. Yeah, he had a nice catch last night. I think Puka. And that was a backdoor touchdown oh, there yeah. late for those waking up and seeing. Oh, three point game. It must have been close. Yeah, yeah, close until halftime. And I, I, I love the lead. Bengals after the game. Uh, what's his name? Joe Joe Burrow was like, "Oh yeah, Joe." He's like, "He's like, uh, I could have been re-injured out there, but we also could have went zero and three. He's like, "We're not going. We're not going zero and three. Damn it, that's not what we're doing." And I guess you know he didn't have a touchdown. He was still just whatever. Yeah, Mixon had their lone touchdown. Jamar Chase did have. That was an ugly game. The Bengals Rams was an ugly football yeah. game. And it, Burrow was clearly limited. I mean, still just nothing really. N- nothing early on down the field from them at all. They're um, not a playoff team. The white then, jerseys and helmets are pretty sweet, yeah. I thought. Yeah, the look was great, uh, but certainly the game did not live up to it. And the Eagles continue to do what they've done. I mean, it is remarkable now. 20 of their last 21 games with Jalen Hurts under center, they have won. That is now 10 straight on the road. DeAndre Swift looks like the guy that was drafted very high. A.J. Brown. Finally had a big night, and that stingy Eagles defense um, living up to it. Well, so that's the worst. Three undefeated teams: <laughs> Eagles, Dolphins, and 49 The worst thing is that they can go out and get Jalen Carter. That's just the worst thing. At least for me, because I'm invested in them stinking, and they're not going to stink for a long time. But Jalen Carter's throwing dudes around. I mean, he punched the ball out <laughs> early in the game. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the trouble he got in at the end of the year, he drops down, and who gets him? A good team, a good team. Not only a good team, a, a, probably a great team. And I said yesterday, you know, it's a work in progress. I know Philly, even Sirianni talked about that. Well, you know, we're not where we are going to be when we get to December, January. And I would agree with him. The thing is, there's so good they can stack wins while they're doing it but just think I mean they lost and I know this happens to teams that make a run to the Super Bowl and everything else KB but you know I mentioned yesterday they lost Steichen who looks like he's going to be a pretty damn you know solid coach right I mean if nothing else he is a creative good young play caller that makes quarterbacks better that makes offenses better and then Jonathan Gannon Arizona's played hard for three games in a row. They may say, well, you know, playing hard doesn't win in the NFL. There's a bunch of teams that aren't playing hard, okay? Uh, The Bears, the Broncos, the Giants. Uh, There's a bunch of teams that just kind of are going out there and running through the motions in some of these games. Arizona's not that. Arizona could easily be two. I mean, they could be, they could have beat the Giants and they could have went to Washington in week one and won that game. They could be two and one right now. Just the assistant coach firepower that the Eagles lost. They shrug it off. They have a great draft, and they go get DeAndre Swift, who has torn the league up in the last two days, or two games, I should say. Yeah, I think something else to get to, speaking of Sykin a little bit later, is you know what we've seen through him three games. I, I think there's something that he has already shown that you know puts a little pressure on the opponent, and, and I think that's critical. Um, you know, when you're talking about kind of the weekly prep, you know, the Rams are going to be way behind the eight ball with their prep this week. I was talking with one of their members of their coaching staff yesterday. I'm like, hey, are you guys going back in between? Yeah, what are they doing? And they are going back. I mean, they're not landing until what? Maybe two hours ago? And now all of a sudden, why the, the Colts have had 36 hours of rest after their game. The Rams have a short week, and then they've got to make the cross-country flight again to get back here. And, you know, it's a 10 a.m. local time game on Sunday afternoon. Uh, and just, a, again, I just look at that Rams roster and think, if you can just, 
get to their offensive line, which I don't think is a very good group. I mean, we know Stafford isn't mobile. Certainly, if you give Stafford mm-hmm. time, he can make some big-time throws. But and they can't run the football either. Plays like they have the first three weeks of the season. Um, I think the Colts will control this one and move to three and one. Frankly, you, you mentioned about teams hopping on a plane. Do you see that the Pittsburgh Steelers were they they were on so the ground they have for to like do the emergency landing? Well, they had to, I don't know something happened with the plane. I'm like they can't like the the Steelers have to land and have an emergency landing and they have to basically sit there all night either in the plane or waiting for another plane like the rest of us. Like if you were flying with the family to Cancun or something, like they can't they can't have the Rooney family send another private jet out there. They got to wait 10, 12 hours at a Kansas City airport. What are we doing? It's the Pittsburgh effing Steelers. That's well, what I was thinking. What's happening here? I mean, obviously, private jet. They need quite the size. Go get plane ten of them. Come on, Roonies. To ship the Steelers. Come on, Heinz family. Let's go home there. It's no longer Heinz Field, right? <laughs> no, it's something else. It's not cryptocurrency because that's that's now. Did you ever? Did you ever invest in crypto? Can't say I ever dove into the uh, crypto Re- pool. Remember back in the day, Bodog, uh, when it you know it was Bovada now. Remember it was Bodog there for a while. Do you remember that? The offshore no. account? You never went on Bovada? Neither one of you? No. no. Are you guys Americans? You never you never did offshore illegal sports gambling? No, I can't say I did. Oh, my nope. goodness. Oh, yeah. Uh, Bovada, they used to, instead of paying you if you want a couple hundred dollars, they'd say, do you want Bitcoin? This is like 10 years ago. And I had no idea what Bitcoin was. I'm like, no, I don't know what day. I don't want Bitcoin. I don't want Bitcoin. Bitcoin. I, w- I want real cash. And then there was a time for a year, two years, where bi- like one Bitcoin was worth however yeah. many oh, hundred. Yeah. I, I was like, I could have, I could have like twenty thousand yeah. dollars right now. A little it, gas would have his Ivy League education little, paid. Little for. gas would be good to go. By the way, we're getting closer to bringing them home. We're yes. getting close. Gain another ounce and a half. We're getting close. I'm hoping. Again, I'm hoping this weekend we can watch the Colts game. We can watch the See, NFL. Ready for the Giants against. Well, the, they're Monday night. They're Monday night. Gosh, that's what we got Monday night. So it's a standalone game, too. You don't even get a second game to ease your sorrows. You get a Manning cast, though, I think. Yeah, I'm sure. Eli can lament how bad his former team uh, is. Do you, and you know who Sunday Lions night Packers is. Packers Thursday night. You know who Sunday night is? The Jets. <laughs> how about we just stop putting New York teams in At least we fire. get the Chiefs opposite the Jets. <laughs> yeah, that'll be a close game. 38-13. to 13. And our first London game of the year, it'll be the Falcons and the Jags. And the Jags will do the back-to-back London thing. So first time we have done that, and then they will um, come back to the states and take on the Colts. So. You're going to throw on the uh, Toy Story version for Rosie of what? Of the Jaguars game. Yeah, have you seen that? They're doing a, a, a cartoon. Really? No, I yeah. haven't seen this. It's on like Disney. I, yeah. I've seen it, and I'm sure I'm going to do like the double. So this is like the slime version. It's on like Disney Plus or whatever. But there's going to be the game is going to be simulcast in Toy Story animation, where they're playing in Andy's room. And it's like live. I don't know how they're doing it. Will but Trevor it Lawrence's hair be a woman or a man? <laughs> oh no! But it looks pretty intriguing. My daughter's already. Can we watch that? I'm like, of course. I'll put it on TV one, and then you can. I'll watch the regular version on TV two. So, so it does move the needle for kids. All these the slime games and the Toy Story game. To I think me, the slime for sure. The slime when Nate Burleson moved the needle. Okay. Yeah. Who was it? Mike McCarthy. They put horns on Mike McCarthy. Didn't they do that during one of the slime games? Yeah, there they was something McCarthy. on there. <laughs> they showed McCarthy Trevor Lawrence is going to be Jesse from Toy Story here. Is that yeah. what we're going to get? Probably. Oh, lighting all of his toys on fire. Again, if you missed a Juju Brent's conversation, it was a fun one with him yesterday. We'll replay that coming up here in a bit. Tim Hasselbeck at 9 o'clock and Bob Kravitz at 9.30. Good Tuesday morning to you. Sounds like some rain potentially in the forecast. 
we probably need it, to be honest with you, the next 48 hours. So keep an eye on that. It's Kevin Bowen, Andy Sweeney, Mark Dykton here on a Tuesday. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Yeah, Tim Hasselbeck going to join us in just a second. Reminder, Bob Kravitz will join us at 930. And as always, hanging out in the drivehubler.com studios, getting you uh, still basking Colts winners over the Ravens on Sunday. And then uh, tomorrow morning, I would imagine at some point, we switch everything to Colts in Rams Sunday uh, back in Lucas Oil Stadium. Well, let's talk some football uh, from a national level. Tim Hasselbeck joins us from ESPN. Tim, a very good morning. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Well, thank you so much for joining us. I guess let's start locally and then kind of branch out nationally uh, here. The Colts 2-1, quite the win on Sunday. That's got everyone uh, obviously, I don't know if you want to say surprised, but excited, no doubt. What have you made of the quick start from Indianapolis? And then what have you made of the AFC South with Jacksonville and Tennessee sitting at 1-2 and two through, through the first three weeks? Well, I would agree with your assessment. Probably a, a surprising, you know, win just based on like what the expectations were for Baltimore, and then obviously the fact that you know, been an injury at quarterback, and you're playing a new quarterback, and all that. So I, I thought it was a great performance. Um, you know, in not ideal conditions. Um, you know, with the rain and everything else, um, you know, against Baltimore. So, you know, that definitely was an encouraging sign for the Colts. There's no question about it. And then, you know, in terms of, um, you know, the rest of the division, um, look, I mean, probably one of the more disappointing efforts uh, from this past weekend was, uh, you know, how the Jacksonville Jaguars played against the Houston Texans and the Titans have, you know, had three weeks where, Horrible one week, pretty good the next week, you know, horrible the next week. So um, I think that if you are in the AFC South and uh, you've seen, uh, you know, how wide open it can be, I think some of the probably preseason projections on what that division would look like, uh, I think you probably have to maybe reassess it. Tim, we'll get a better idea tomorrow if Anthony Richardson will make his return here in week four from what you saw to him in week one and I guess a little bit of week two or even just your thoughts on the draft pick of when it happened. Uh, what have been your early impressions of the Colts rookie quarterback? Yeah, listen, I think it's a really risky draft pick. You know, that could be one of these guys that changes how I felt about it when it happened. I think anytime you draft somebody who um, – you know, doesn't have a ton of experience playing the position as a starter. And, I mean, it's a projection draft pick. And so, listen, sometimes that can work out great. And then other times, 
um, it cannot end up working out. So, um, you know, saying all that, like, look, I, I've always felt like Trey Lance just hasn't played enough football since leaving high school. I mean, that's how that, that was my always been my assessment of Trey Lance versus you know somebody that you know has got forty starts under their belt by the time they leave high school to the time they get to the pros. So uh, I think it's a uh, it was a projection draft pick. Not saying all that. I actually think he's handled it great so far. I, th- I think he's looked more comfortable than um, I anticipated him looking. There's going to be good and bad plays for everybody. And so, um, you know, when that happens, I don't think it means that everybody's got to hit the panic button and say, oh, like this is who he is as a passer right now. I think he'll continue to get better. I think it's important for him to play. Um, and then I would say this. I think in terms of what's been done so far with the offense, meaning the the combination of design runs that are clearly in the game plan for him, as well as the willingness to say, look, we are going to throw the football. We do understand that, look, there's going to be some really good plays with it and there's going to be some bad plays with it. I think it's been the right approach. And so I think all in all, I think it's been a very encouraging start, concussion notwithstanding, uh, for Anthony Richardson. Tim, Tim Hasselbeck joining us from ESPN. He's hanging out uh, on the Payless Liquors Hotline on this Tuesday on the fan. You know, so much, uh, there's so much good with Anthony Richardson, so much excitement, but he exits early after starting yeah. pretty damn good, uh, you know, pretty damn well against Houston, and then he's out last week as well. So it's like we want to see him get back out on the field. And so the last week it's been, well, how can he alter? How can they change things uh, around to keep him safe and maybe that's Stike and maybe that's Anthony Richardson knowing when to slide getting out of bounds and those sorts of things as a former quarterback I mean how much of that is possible to a certain extent AR is going to be who he is where do you come down on that debate on him changing a little bit on how he's going to play given that he's missed you know pretty much half the season already yeah I think the hard part on is this the play where he gets hurt I mean what do we want to coach him to do you know, it would be like if I'm sitting in that meeting and it's like, all right, we're without our starter. Okay, like what could we have done differently here? And the answer is I, I want to coach him to do anything differently. You know, it's, it's a play at the goal line. It's a scoring play, which means it's impactful to the outcome of the game. He gets tackled, and just because of how he gets spun around, you know, the back of his head slams against the ground. And, like, did we want him sliding feet first on the two-yard line? Like, what, what do we want him to do? You know, would be the discussion that's going on in, in, the, in the meetings about, all right, how are we coaching this young player? So, look, the, and listen, maybe this resonates with your listeners. You know, when my brother was with the Colts and Andrew Luck was taking too many hits and they were trying to figure out, okay, like, how do we, how do we take some of these hits off of him? You know, the, the coaching point, the thing that was said was, all right, here's what we know we can do. We don't want to take away courage in the pocket. Andrew was an excellent runner, so you don't want to take away, you know, Andrew's ability to take off and scramble. But what you did want was less adventure and throwaways. So think about it. Offensive, you know, you drop back the pass. Play doesn't define itself to you. You escape outside the pocket. That is an area where we say, you know what, we're fine missing some big plays. Go ahead and put it in the stands. Like, we don't need to take those – four extra hits in a game 
on when it breaks down and you're trying to escape, you're not sure, boom, you quickly make the decision. So I think that that is a great approach with a young player is say, all right, what area can we affect it with? Like, all right, less adventure on throwaways. So you, you, you throw it away sooner and we're getting rid of it. And what that does is that doesn't take away the touchdown play that, that we're talking about where he was injured. It doesn't take away just getting contacted in the pocket because you're throwing the ball down the field. And so I think that you have to start small that way so you're not taking away some of the best things that he does as a player. Okay, he's with ESPN, obviously former NFL quarterback. He is Tim Hasselbeck. He's with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Tim, I, I don't know if there's a lot of validity to it, but you know whatever Colts fans have said, hey, Colt, you know Gardner Minshew to the Jets. I, I'd certainly give up whatever round pick and you know happily uh, you know trade Gardner away. I, maybe not going down that path, but going down the Jets path. If you were there and you know had some say in what you do quarterback wise, what would be your move here after three weeks? Yeah, I would be more interested that uh, I would be more interested in guys that are on rosters somewhere than I would be the guys that are on the street. So Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, you know, guys you guys know, you know, in terms of where they've been and where they're in their career. I would be more interested in, um, you know, Mike White. Maybe it is Minshew. Maybe it is. Um, you know, somebody else that, that is on a roster somewhere. That that would be my approach. Um, I also believe that, you know, the the Jets at this point, like I think I think how I would coach the position is a little bit different. I feel like they've made Zach Wilson scared. And you know, that, that part of it for me is like, I don't think you can play the position that way. I just, I don't. And to be honest with you, like, like Jameis Winston would have been a guy that, that I would have been interested in, obviously prior to the car injury. So I, there is an element in, in that situation with Winston where I would say, listen, I think, you know, I think maybe sitting around not being willing to, to do something right away maybe prevents you from getting James Winston. So, Look, that, that would be my, my approach to it. But I also think, like, in terms of Zach Wilson, listen, I, I think part of it is, like, listen, grow up, Zach. Like, we need you to grow up. We're not going to put the training wheels on you. Like, we're cutting this thing loose. Because you're not going to win by having the training wheels on him, trying to coach him scared of, of not making the mistake that, that loses the football game. I, I don't think you can do that. Stinks that you're in the situation that you're in because of what happened to Aaron. But I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can play scared because of it all. Tim Hasselbeck with us here Tuesday on the Fan. Uh, the Dolphins dropped seventy points. Tim, they dropped seventy points in an NFL game. What was the worst loss you suffered, and what do you think that locker room was uh, with Denver after the, you know they didn't tackle anyone for basically three fourths the game? Oh man, the worst loss. I think I had like a a bowl game against Colorado. Um, I forget what the bowl game was called at the time. It was like maybe like forty nine to seven or okay. something or Florida. I mean, it was bad. I'm sure I've been on some other lopsided ones as well. Look, that that, that was part of it. But you know, I my mom was Scott Van Pelt on Sunday nights, and you know, we're sitting there and we're kind of talking about the situation. And we're like, hold up, they scored seventy points. It wasn't <laughs> like it was like. Fifty to seventy, it was seventy. So like they beat them by fifty. So, yeah, you know, I think that like it was like there were so many elements of that that were humiliating. And then, like looking back on, it's like look, Mike White came in the game and threw a touchdown <laughs> pass to 
Robbie chose him. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know he was still in the league. So that was that was awful. Um, like I'm stunned at how bad the the Broncos have been. And um, I think Mike McDaniel right now seems like he's a step ahead of everybody else. Yeah, what they didn't score in the final eight minutes of the game. Oh, they could have scored. And they still scored seven. They, they easily could have went over eighty. Okay, I think I see it, Tim. The 1999insight.com bowl. Uh, they, what was it? It was sixty-two to twenty-eight. Oh, you lost to Colorado. I mean, <laughs> sorry. Oh, they had. I stopped counting at forty-nine. Evidently, they saw. I think I threw a couple of those scores, but to the other team. <laughs> I'll, Tim, have to, I'll have to get the box score. Tim, last <laughs> last one from me. Um, I think Colts fans really enjoyed the three years that your brother spent here backing up Andrew Lucky. Obviously got some playing time. I'm curious, when you two talk about your various stops in the NFL, your guys' experiences, uh, what are your brother's impressions of his time here in, in Indy? Oh, I tell you what, he loved his time in Indy. And, you know, I think it was kind of a unique time where, you know, Andrew gets there and, um, you know, the team all of a sudden becomes good fast because he was, you know, so talented. So I think between Chuck Pagano and, um, you know, and his time with Andrew, I think he really um, he really liked it. In fact, so much so, I think his his family was really considering kind of making that home for good um i mean that's how much he he enjoyed being there um and then in terms of you know my conversations with him honestly like i think probably the highlight for me would have been that thursday night game against houston where i know how sick he was it was basically you know he'd been poisoned by chipotle and uh i believe his quote after the game was it was coming out of the basement in the attic it, yep, if, it was. yeah it was coming out of the basement yeah, yeah uh-huh. exactly just, right. to, just to paint T. the T. full Hilton. picture for people yeah, out there yeah 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 he had ty hilton on a uh you know on a deep ball to to kind of end the game with the football and stuff and so you know i think it was somewhat surprising how much he played there but i think that also was a product of that era that you guys are all familiar with in terms of you know how much Andrew was getting hit, and you know because of that, you know the the older QB mentor that was signed to to just be a mentor ended up in the lineup. Yeah, Matt Hasselbeck not going to be a brand ambassador for Chipotle anytime soon. <laughs> but yeah, that was a hell of a game on Thursday night football as he iced that one to Ty. Tim, great great stuff. Always enjoy you on ESPN. You even calling games. I'm a big Notre Dame fan, so when you Ugh. get some ACC games in there, I do enjoy Tim as well. I know the Boston College guy isn't going to like that but uh thank you for the time here on this tuesday morning appreciate it tim see you fellas good to be on with you life is so much more than a diagnosis it's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy all hits no skips learn more about cascali ribocyclob 200 milligrams at kisqali.com and talk to your doctor to see if cascali is right for you so long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, 30 minutes to go. Hanging out with you until 10 o'clock. Reminder, a query and company coming your way at noon. JMV at 3 o'clock. Loaded as we uh, continue to talk Colts and Ravens and obviously switch everything to Colts and Rams coming up Sunday at Lucas Oil. Uh, let's keep the conversation going on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Bob Kravitz joins us. You can find all of his fine work at bobkravitz.substack.com. Bob, good morning, sir. How are you? 
I am good. I'm good. How are you? Uh, we're fantastic. Uh, enjoying the morning here. I guess let's just start. Uh, listen, I had this team pegged for about five wins. I think you had them pegged closer to three wins already, two and one. I guess first three weeks in the books. What does Bob Kravitz think? Are you surprised by what you have seen? Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, th- that Baltimore game, I had that one as a loss. Uh, I was shocked at uh, how well they played and uh, very, you know, I mean, yeah, I was I was blown away that they were able to go out there and win. Um, I'm still picking them to win three, though. <laughs> uh, I'm not, they, you know, until they win that third game, I'm, I'm sticking with my pick. Um, so, you know, I look, I, I, I think that at some point, once you get Anthony back in there, uh, he's going to have his his growing pains, um, and you know he's gonna he's gonna throw his interceptions, and um, so I, I don't I, I think this is a little bit of an anomaly uh, what they pulled off on uh, Sunday, but maybe I'll be wrong, and maybe they'll win a couple of games or a bunch of games, but uh, very shocked. Bob, what's been maybe the most shocking aspect, position group player-wise, that you have seen through the first three weeks? Well, I expected the offensive line to be much better, so that's not a shock. I thought the front seven was going to be really good. I, I think what's what shocked me is uh, that they've gotten the kind of production that they have out of Zach Moss. And I'm not saying that he's a bad player by any stretch, and he's, he's had seven... I think seven or eight games in a row where he's been really productive going back to his time in uh, Buffalo. But that's one I didn't see. I did not think that they'd have any kind of running game without JT. And the fact that he went for, I think, 77 two weeks ago, and I think it was about 120, 122 this week, that that surprised me, you know, that they were able to uh, be as productive as they have been as productive as they have been uh, with the running game. Bob, does any of that, and again, Bob Kravitz with us, you can uh, get his work over at Substack. Um, Any of that influence how you think things should be handled with Jonathan Taylor starting next week when he's eligible to come off the pup list? No, I look, I mean, uh, you know, you're, you know what you got in in Jonathan Taylor and, um, you know, I don't think it, it's going to make them any less likely to sign him, um, you know, because they think that Zach Moss is the real deal and he's going to be the guy moving forward. I, I think they're, you know, both sides are so intransigent at this point. Um, you know, I talked with a, a GM, uh, NFL GM last night, and he fully expects that, the, you know, if Jonathan decides that he's not going to come back, um, you know, in theory, they could put him back on a pup list, but that's not going to happen. Um, I think we're going to be looking at suspensions. Um, we're going to be looking at fines. Uh, I, I think I think we're done playing nice, nice for now. And I, I think I think it's going to get uh, it's going to reach uh, zero tolerance at this point. Either he plays, or he's going to get. Uh, He's going to get fined or suspended. So you think it's going to get ugly then, potentially? You know, I we're a week do. and a half away. Okay. okay. Yeah, I really do. I, I just don't see Jonathan uh, saying, well, you know, uh, I guess I'll come back now. I'm <laughs> off the pup list. Um, you know, he's he, he may continue to claim that he's hurt. Um, 
And but you know the 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 medical team has got a lot of leeway here. They can they can pretty much pass a guy whenever they whenever they want. So I I just feel like they're gonna he's gonna pass his physical and the ball is gonna be in his court. Bob Kravitz joins us here Tuesday on the fan on the Payless Liquors Hotline. You've seen, uh, whether it be on the professional level or the collegiate level, Bob, you've seen a lot of coaches come and go. The first three w- weeks, you know, Steichen, I look at Shane Steichen, I, I, I think he's, you know, outcoached some other coaches. You could look at Harbaugh on Sunday. If, if nothing else, I think you go into these games thinking, hey, we're not going to be totally outcoached here. Do you agree with that? And what have you, I guess, early returns? It's just three weeks, but early returns. With, uh, with Shane Steichen? Yeah, the early returns have been good. You know, I don't – you look, he, he, he forced D'Amico Ryans, a rookie coach, to take a timeout when he did that line change uh, on a fourth down, and he did it with John Harbaugh. But, you know, uh, to me that doesn't – I mean, that it, it's a good move, clearly. I mean, he forced them to use timeouts. I don't think that makes him Bill Belichick just yet. Um, you know, I, I think – He's shown that uh, there seems to be a lot of buy-in to use to use that mm-hmm. phrase. I, I really, uh, I mean, they're playing hard, and I, I really have been um, pleasantly uh, not surprised. But I, I, I've gotten a good feeling from this defense, especially. Um, and it was it was weird the other night, the other day, because they blitzed so much more than they usually do under Gus Bradley. But I think the front seven. Has played lights out, uh, really. All you know, the, certainly game game two and game three. Um, you know, I'm, I'm wondering too. And Shannon Sharp went off on the Baltimore Ravens offense. I'm not sure what Todd Munkin is doing. Or Munkin is doing. Um, you know, uh, you, you've got you've got this incredible talent in Lamar Jackson. They don't seem to be you know, using him correctly. So, you know, I think that's part of it. But, yeah, the front seven has been dynamite. And I thought that the the secondary, I I just thought the entire defense played a terrific game the other day against a really explosive offense. And a quarterback who I I think is is quarterback rating against the the Colts in the past is like 140. So um, they they did a, a really, really fine job against him, keeping him... You know, he, he went for 100 yards rushing, but you never felt like he was dominating the game. Bob, on the level of Chuck Pagano fake punt, where would you rank Marcus <laughs> Freeman's 10 players on the field, the final two plays of the game on Saturday night? You're, you're not going to let that go, are you? You're never. Like a dog with a bone, man. Never, Bob. He's never going to let it go, Bob. going to the grave with me, Bob. And I don't, I, I don't feel bad about it. They're, they're on the what? The one-yard line? Why, why don't you just take the penalty there? Right. Yeah, exactly. And, 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 and something that was pointed out uh, is he took his headphones off with like a play, a player two left in the game. So, you know, you, I'm sure you've got coaches up there yelling, we've got 10, we've got 10. And he doesn't hear it because he's got his damn headphones off. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh, that's even worse. You're killing, you're killing KB Insult on a Tuesday. injury right here. It really is. Like, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What did you make? Yeah, what did you make of Ryan Day calling out Lou Holtz after the game? That's fantastic. Lou Holtz is 127 <laughs> freaking years old. Uh, he used to coach Notre Dame. I mean, you know, uh, 
What do you expect? What do you expect? Yeah. I just love the, I like to know where he is right now. He's asleep. Not, yeah. Like, like he wanted to confront him and just sock him in the face. It's a night game, for God's sake. He's asleep. No, I look, I mean, look, if you win, I guess you can talk all the crap you want. But I, I'm seeing just a general deal, you know, in, in sports where you, you've got to rip on somebody. Every, there's no winning with, with, with uh, class anymore. You've got to, you know, it's like this whole thing with Oregon, you know, with the clicks and stuff. I realize he's just trying to motivate his own guys. But uh, for crying out loud, you know, you know the cameras are rolling. What are you doing it for? Clicks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Oregon put out a five-minute video afterwards uh, right. about, about, of course, about clicks. And we all watched it here in Indianapolis, Indiana. We're all watching it, what happened in Oregon. Bob Kravitz, Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, last one for me, Bob. I mean, just the other teams around here, college football. Indiana needed four overtimes, a miracle to beat poor Akron. Uh, and then a one-in-three start, a couple home losses for Purdue. And I'm thinking, that, you know, there's a chance Purdue's not favored in another game this season. It's going to be a long winter for those two, I would imagine. It's going to be. I, I still think Purdue, I mean, Purdue's just beating itself. You know, they're, they're, they're just, the turnovers have been such a, such a problem for them. I still think Purdue has a chance to have a decent season. And if I'm not mistaken, they kind of went through this last year where they, they started slowly and, uh, you know, kind of picked up a little momentum and ended up 8-4. and four. I still think Purdue's got a chance to have a reasonably decent season. IU is hopeless. They are officially <laughs> hopeless. Um, I mean, to, to have the kind of performance that they did against the freaking Zips of Akron, you know, with their... Do you, did you see after the interception the kid wore a tire around his neck? <laughs> yes. Is, yeah. Is, is, is anything more played out than the interception thrown or the... The, the, the turnover tire. tire. <laughs> the turnover tire. Forgot. I realize it's Akron, it's Firestone, yeah. It's cute once, but uh, it is so played out. Good God, come up with something new. You can find Bob's work <laughs> over at Substack. Bob Kravitz with us on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Bob, thank you for the time this morning. We will see you uh, tomorrow over Colts. Sounds good. I'll be there.